So raise your hand if you studied Shakespeare in school. Raise your hand if you liked it as much as that girl did. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a hand up here. So why do we send children to school? To gain knowledge, to learn about maths and reading and how to interact with others and grow. We hope that school will make them active citizens and lead them to productive careers. I've seen the inside of a school in three ways. At a desk, as a student, in front of a chalkboard as a teacher, and through the lens of my camera. Over the past two years, I traveled around South Africa looking for schools that work. Whether urban or rural, big or small, all of these schools serve disadvantaged communities and are having academic success. These schools are doing well despite hunger and poverty, crowded classrooms, lack of resources, and sometimes unresponsive provincial and national governments, if I say. The national metric pass rate in South Africa is around 73%. Um, similar schools that also serve poor children, like the ones I visited, are getting between 40 to 60%. But these schools are achieving 90 to 100% pass. So what do we imagine happens in the classrooms of these schools? And how do our expectations differ based upon where the schools are located? If you see a well-resourced school or you have a child who attends one, you likely have an assumption about what kind of education that student's getting. But what do you think of when you hear the phrase struggling school? We often assume that these schools are failing children, whether due to poor leadership, lack of resources, or poverty. And while that is often true, what I've seen defies many people's expectations and our stereotypes. These schools go far beyond what people see. When I drove up the dirt road to Mpumalelo School in KwaZulu-Natal, I knew what they lacked, but I also knew their success. If you drove past, you might not expect a thing. There's this saying that say, never judge a book by its cover. I will say the same thing. Let the conditions not make them judge this school, because what this school produces, it's what will change the world. When they come here, they find a home. These teachers are not only teaching them about what is in the books, they also teach them about life. They build them. So why do some schools just work? I'm sure that a lot of you have been trying to figure that out for a long time and are working on that. There's no recipe for success, one principal in Soweto told me. It can be simple, good principals who hold teachers accountable. And what's revolutionary is sometimes obvious. One principal told me that the main reason her school works is because students are in class on time, teachers are in class on time, and they're teaching. The question we should ask is why this isn't the norm. On paper, we have policies and we build education systems. Sometimes they work, often they don't. We use statistics to assess schools and examine progress. But what's missing often are the voices of the people who work in the schools themselves. Through my work, I've heard these voices. Of course, we need these numbers. But it's when we engage with an actual person, an actual place, that I think Ideas can shift and people can understand what makes a school work. These films are not about the education system. 
I picked up the camera to tell the stories of schools that shift the paradigm. These are stories of determined and resilient young people who get to school at 6 a.m. every day for mandatory class on Romeo and Juliet with the principal. They're stories of teachers who have concrete strategies and get students to perform algebra with the same energy and love as Shakespeare. And they're stories of committed principals who lead with a philosophy and a vision that is spelled throughout the school. These men and women fight and sacrifice for their students because they know what's at stake. But they say I'm strict. That's what they say. I've studied quite a number of leadership styles, but uh, I've never found one that fits me. I've got to be who I am in terms of what I want to achieve. My vision is to see this school as a beacon of excellence when all others could crumble in whatever way. But Velabasega remains the hope of the people. I've visited every province in South Africa, from the dry isolation of the Northern Cape, three kilometers south of Namibia, where we stayed in these really funny hotels with tents, with beds, and um, to the rolling hills of the Eastern Cape, where cows roam across the road from schools, to schools in densely packed townships, where schools often serve as safe havens. I've been to schools with 2,221 students and schools with 400 students. I've been in classrooms up to 98 students where the principal told me that it was better than last year's 102. When I started this project, I had a list of factors in mind that make schools work. Good teaching, extra classes, continuous assessment, engaging parents, check, 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 check. This happens at all good schools but it's the stories of the people that tell us so much. The school was started in 1993 when there was violence all over Katloon. There was a fight between the ANC, the soldiers that were deployed by the previous government. There was blood all over and uh, there was no time even to bury those that were dead. And it is then that this school was started. The red in our school colors is to say there was spillage of blood in Katlo, but there was hope. Hence, the white color represents hope to say, after some time, all this shall be over. In schools that work, principals recognize the obstacles in front of them but say they just work hard with what they have. This is what makes their schools work. Despite bumps in the road and overwhelming challenges, these leaders find a way to move forward. Some do this by empowering teachers to be agents of change. Others use a combination of love and discipline to make schools feel like home. And others regularly adapt strategies in order to help students achieve. Principals William Horneman and Edward Gabata both teach. Horneman would much rather be in the classroom than sitting behind his desk. Gabata uses his students' good results to inspire his teachers and show them that success is possible. The key to Bongin Kosi Mapanga's success is expectations. 
Amid continuing poverty, so much of the community, including Mapanga, put their eggs into one basket, the school. He works tirelessly to imbue high expectations and show the power of an institution to transform a community. If you look at how Mapanga's school was when it started, and we'll see the full video just now, you can see how his work has paid off. You see, this tree has got a long history. Learners used to sit around here using blocks and bricks, and then the teacher used to stand here and teach these learners. So that is how it became a classroom. Uh, we can't cut this tree because it's having a history in the school. Many people ask me, well, if they're getting a 100% pass rate, are the students actually getting good enough scores to go to university? Are they going to be able to study further? But all of these principals know that a basic pass won't take their students very far. One of them, Popos, said to me that it won't take our students very far and it won't actually take our country very far especially when the bar is set so low. These principles are not just aiming for 100% pass, but for the real prize, 100% quality pass that ensure further education, better jobs, and more hopeful futures for their stu students. Last year at Mbilwi Secondary School in Limpopo, 325 students qualified for university. This when I filmed them, now it might have been, when I filmed them last year, they had, I think, 450 students who were entering matric. And they had eight different grade 12 classes. Um, and I'm sure they had a pretty high pass rate as well. These expectations also flow down to the students at the schools. In schools that work, Many students dream more than they worry. They've been witnesses to the transformation in this country, and they're eager to contribute to it. The truth is that the students' resiliency contributes to the quality of the school. It's not just the leaders and the principals and the teachers. It's the students themselves who are pushing each other. The investment and the strength of them in their own learning and each other's. I always ask students what their vision is for the future. They tell me they want to be doctors and lawyers and engineers and teachers. They want to go to university. But almost everyone says they want to provide for their family and plow back into the community to change the circumstances there. And their teachers hope to get them there. Being a teacher, you are supposed to be an eye-opener. It makes me part of those who feel they are molding, building the nation directly. I might not be touching the whole of South Africa, but being a teacher means changing lives. In schools that work, teachers bring energy to the classroom, engage students in the lesson, and work to meet the students on all levels. They understand that the profession is bigger than themselves. 
Martin Tinaziva, a teacher of science in Limpopo, strongly believes that teachers can only be successful if they acknowledge that young people come with prior knowledge and teachers must build upon that. If teachers think that they know all and students know nothing, he says, the teachers will fail. And what teacher doesn't relish the achievement of students? As one told me in Katlehong, this profession is bigger than us. And when your students are passing, it's like it's your party every day. Over and over again, teachers expressed a unique goal, to produce active citizens who can contribute to the country. This isn't just about academics for them. It's more. They fight for their students, and they push students to fight for themselves to reach past the poverty and unemployment they see in their communities, past the expectations or lack thereof that people might have for them, and see something beyond. It is finally also a great task for our kids to have self-trouble in our kids in the bosom, and our kids are very hard to find out what they want to do. We will say, but you can do it. So two thoughts. Just imagine what could happen if we could harness the energy of these schools and spread it across the country. How could we replicate the success of these schools that work to transform other schools in disadvantaged communities that also have limited resources? And that's one of the reasons why at the back of our book you'll find a series of tools um, for principals and teachers to use when they watch the videos. There's workshop tools and suggestions about how to watch the, film and the films and discuss them. Because we didn't just want to tell the story, we wanted to make sure that there could be lessons learned. And perhaps more exciting, given the current success of these schools that work with only a few resources, Imagine what they could do if they were given access to all the resources available. Imagine if every student at those schools had all doors open to them. What would it look like to level the playing field? Over the last few years, through the lens of my camera, I've been witness to diverse school communities, each with their own stories, but all moving towards the same goal. Teachers who understand how to nurture learner potential, and who extend themselves as counselors and parents as well as teachers. Principals who work tirelessly to maintain effective institutions so that teaching and learning can run the way they're supposed to, all with a single focus that their students find a place in the outside world. Finally, the lens has shown students with goals who want to be active members of the new South Africa and transform their community and country. They know what matters but it's when we all decide that this should matter, that the real change begins. No, you can finish it, sorry. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
So now, can you hear me? So now I'm going to show you three videos um, of the 19 um, of the schools that we visited. We're going to look at Botswana Commercial Secondary School in Mafkeng. I'm going to remember this. Belabasleke Secondary School in Umlazi in KZN, and Mpumalelo Secondary School, also in KZN. So you may see a tiny clip of what you just saw. I think the school equals the principal. The principal is the beginning and the end of the school. I see myself as a role model to the learners. I always tell them they should dress for success. You know, I don't like paperwork. Any piece of paper that comes, I, I take it to the secretary. I'm just talking, my business is talking. I manage by walking around. Mr. Zola, I prefer to, to take him as my father at school because he is always there whenever you need him. You can see that God made us very, very, very special. Let it be a thought for today. Wherever you walk around the school, remember that you are very special. Let us bow our heads and pray. I like the fact that in Botswana it's a religious school. Like each and every morning they start with assembly. And that just gives me a boost because the word somehow, it will challenge me during the day. I believe in motivating teachers. I continuously tell teachers at Botswana that they are the best. I treat them as the best. I see the best in them. Take out the time. Act as if you've been working, you are so sweating. Hey, you are from work, yeah. You are so exhausted. You just need water to drink, you know. You had a very busy day, you see. Yeah, yeah, you can see, you know? Now, look at these guys. How will you classify them? Let me ask. I just try by all means to make an effort in trying to make sure that they understand whatever content that we'll be dealing with in the classroom, especially those that struggle to grasp. Is it understood? Yes. Yes, ma'am. They are always there for you. Whenever you don't understand, you are free to, uh, to just raise your hand and say, ma'am, I don't understand, say, I don't understand. Then he or she will make sure that by the time you get out of the class, you understand. We have various challenges here in the school. The most prominent is that many children are poor. They come to our school without a reading ability. That is why we have reading classes. 
And the other thing is there are those who do not seem to care much about their children's education. I still have lots of and lots of uncollected report cards for the end of the year results. Our school has 52 teachers with 1,441 learners. The metric pass rate for 2012 was 96.4%. I want learners that love their school. I want learners that have dreams for the future. Discipline is always top-down. It starts with the teachers. It doesn't start with the learners. You sign? 150. What do you sign of 150? Let's see you first. What do you sign of 150? Keep it as a cute angle. We've got a culture of work. When students arrive here, they learn that you do your homework, you become committed, or else you cannot make it in life. 93 cost 33. Can you see the trick of this sum? I want my learners to reach their full potential. No matter where they come from, it's really inspiring to see that a student excels, that the student really reaches full potential. I know that words have power, so I believe what I speak to them can create something out of them. I always tell them, see yourself as a winner, see yourself as a champion, see yourself as a good teacher. And words have a prophetic nature. This will come into fruition, it will come into realization. system is conditioned and that early in the morning I have to cover a cup of tea and then read a newspaper to acquaint myself with what is going on with the outside world. I believe it's very important that before you start the day you have got yourself organized. By the time all other components of the school come in, I must have the school in my hands and my control, yes. At uh, 5-2, we go together to the hall and then I teach them. I only offer English Roman Juliet because that's one that I enjoy most. Even if I tell them that, look, I have too much work, they say, no, we want also to go through you, like all previous matriculants who went through your hands in the morning.
in Shakespeare's understanding of love, love is like that spark that burns no matter what. Love would stand the taste of time. I don't want to ask you as to how many of you have been in love and how many of you have been. <laughs> That's not the issue of the day. At the beginning of the year, you know, he's a scary man, the principal. Now we're more comfortable around him. He, he teaches Shakespeare, but it's not just about Shakespeare. You're also going to learn about a lot of things like love and life. I never saw true beauty till this night. I never saw true beauty till this night. The learners come early, 6 o'clock they're here. But if you can come here, the school is quiet. It's so quiet like there's nobody here. I don't know how he does it, but he's so disciplined. Discipline should be viewed from our African perspective of a high regard for respect. That's where it stems from. I believe education should produce kids who value their parents, value their past, and then focus on what they intend to be, but without neglecting the roots where they come from. When you so early in the morning, you leave so late in the afternoon. Pushu tumtanamu, peli ya funduzo pas. Nenza itu mzalaka gafundele. Na kuga wana usai leti reporti, enza injanu mzana. Duwate bamsanu jala bazana. I come from a, a poor family that sometimes struggles to make a living. Um, I was raised by a single mom. My mom is trying, but only so I can finish school and become something I can be proud of in the outside world. You always try to minimize the disturbances that might come along and then interfere with the vision of the child to become somebody. What is this period for? Who is supposed to be here? Uh, I was just checking around where the teachers are there, checking if all kids are responding to the demands of the teachers. When the teacher is being disturbed, you will force the child to leave the class. Generally, what do you know about the objectives of the public sector? Full employment for the members of the, of the community. The school has 1,400 kids and 47 teachers. Our pass rate last year was 97%. Which problem do we have? Inflation. Mm. To maintain such a high pass rate all the time is not easy. Every year, I do invite outside people to come and talk to them. For instance, last year we had uh, professors from the University of KZN. When we invite the most educated people in the country, it means we are important. So we have to perform like important people. There are quite a number of reasons why we have after-school classes. Most of us students live around the school. It's characterized by shacks. Some are without electricity. If he's hungry, if he's frustrated, he is better only when he is at school because here our teachers were prepared to make a sacrifice and be with you during this time. There is no resource that beats a teacher. In a teacher, there is everything. The spirit of teaching, it has to be within you. You have to, to have that, that oomph.
A teacher can even improvise where the resource is not available. They will do anything. They move mountains. They are also highly inspired to see their kids succeed in life. They say I'm strict. That's what they say. I've studied quite a number of leadership styles, but uh, I've never found one that fits me. Mine, I want to believe I'm auto-democratic. There are cases where I step my foot down. No, 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 no. But sometimes I have to be highly democratic. I've got to be who I am in terms of what I want to achieve. My vision is to see this school as a beacon of excellence when all other schools crumble in whatever way. But Velabaslega remains the hope of the people. judge a book by its cover. I will say the same thing. Let the conditions not make them judge this school, because what this school produces, it's what will change the world. When they come here, they find love in the school. When they come here, they find a home. As I said, these teachers are not only teaching them about what is in the books, but they also teach them about life. They build them. This community that I'm talking about is an illiterate community. The unemployment rate is very high. Crime rate is very high. Drug abuse is very high. Their only hope is education that they are going to get from this school. Jengomzali <laughs> You see, this tree has got a long history. Lenas used to sit around here using blocks and bricks, and then the teacher used to stand here and teach these learners. So that is how it became a classroom. Uh, we can't cut this tree because it's having a history in the school. This is the first staff room and the first office of the school before these buildings were erected. Those were the conditions. You couldn't do 
the other way around. We are supposed to be in this car, even if it's raining, even if it's cold. Yeah, that's how it worked for us. It's got a, a long history too. So these are the only toilets that we have out of 761 kids. These are for boys. They are one, two, three, four, plus that one is five. And that one is four girls. There are only four. These huge numbers of learners in one classroom, we are used to it. Last year we had 102 kids in, in this particular classroom, but this year there are only 98. Although we have such problems and challenges, we managed to get good results. What is the old weight that we used to use for opposites? We are no more using that old weight because we are also going with the times. Antonyms. We don't use this word, it is outdated to, to say these are antonyms. Our students are not getting fair education because some of the things we do not have, but we, we, we try our best to, to make them good learners in such a way that they, we, we, we get good results and they are able to cope, although we are under such conditions. The examples of her pronunciation marks, Yeba Makoan. There is a full stop, and what else, Mamgoni? Apostrophe, Yebo When it's raining, the water pours inside, and every morning they will have to come and take out the water because the class will be filled up with water. It's like a swimming pool now. This is a school that is in a place where no one will expect something great from us. But if you were to check from the first results of the metric that they produced, it was 75%. The following was 80.9. Then the following years, it was 100%, 100%, 100%. These teachers are producing what the world needs. What I hope for my student is to get good results so that they can be accepted at the universities and have a better life, even a better life than my life. My vision for the school is that I would like to see the school growing bigger, seeing these learners living a better life, so that when, when I live here, I leave these footprints behind me. So many years I've been crying. When am I going to reach metric? When am I going to finish school? But now, finally, I'm at the peak where I'm now going to get my keys to open the doors wherever I want to be. And I feel like it's a dream come true.